All right, let's pray and we'll get started. You can sit or stand, whatever makes most sense for you as you worship. Um, but let's do this. Lord, thank you so much for this day and um, just for Sunday. Thank you, Lord, for a day to worship you, to get focused back in. I just pray, Lord, that today would be um, all that you want it to be in our hearts and our minds and our spirits. I pray, Lord, that as we sing these songs, that each of us as individuals would find a way to use these songs to worship you. As we hear your word, that we would take your word into our hearts and live by it that we would stand firmly on it, despite the chaos of the world. I ask, Lord, that you would just continue to grow us into who you've created us to be. pray these things, Lord, in Jesus' precious name. Amen.
us put our hope in you each and every day. Each and every day. No matter what our day's been like, no matter what our yesterday was like, no matter what our last night was like, let us put our hope in you.
as I sing that song, I just think about how often and how much we know and how much we request God's forgiveness and God, the king of all, the creator of the universe, the one who made you, forgives us, forgives you. But how much we struggle with forgiving ourselves. The God of the universe forgives us. The God of all creation forgives us. The God who created you forgives you. Our Father God sent his son to die for you. All we have to do is receive it. I know that's far easier said than done. But we need to learn how to receive. We need to learn how to trust him and all he has for us and receive it and allow ourselves to walk forgiven.
Um, I, uh, I felt like the Lord was telling me that someone, he was speaking something to someone that you're supposed to share. So is there, you, okay, is there anyone, yeah, come on up, Kat, was there anyone else who God was saying something to that you feel like you're supposed to share? Looking, give it a minute. Okay. So I'm opening it up. Um, the last three weeks, I've been having these like intense like prayer times with God, and um, we had a meeting a couple weeks ago in our um, this preaching team meeting, and <clears throat> I was in like some deep intense pain and I some stuff going on, and the guys um, prayed over me and. Um, for the rest of the meeting, I was healed, and I was, I didn't really connect that, like, I was healed, and I went to my car, and I was like, oh, I'm not in pain anymore, like, what the heck, this is really, like, okay, and my brain was saying, oh, well, we'll, we'll see how it goes, oh, we'll see if it sticks, oh, well, you know, that, like, logical part of us, right, and I felt like the Holy Spirit was like, no, that's, you're healed now, in this small moment right now that you are healed, and I was, um, kind of processing through that with um, my spiritual coach and realizing that like we often miss the small moments of God's healing um, of joy of fun of um, 
spaces of where God is just like coming in and bringing our healing because of our logic, because of our um, unbelief. Um, and I just really felt like today that God, specifically during worship, like what Shauna was saying about forgiveness, like, and that God is like in every space, like that he is um, just wanting us to pay attention to those things, those small moments that we overlook, um, specifically in regard to um, healing and provision. Um, I think sometimes like we ask for things and we don't think that we get them, but we do, but we're just kind of not paying attention to them because we're busy, kind of dumb sometimes, let's be honest. But I think that God wants to open our eyes and our hearts to see his goodness in those spaces because we need that now. We're living in a space where it's really dark and it's really hard and we miss things because we get upset that we um, don't see the big things, right? Um, so I, I feel like I'm supposed to pray over you guys, pray over us. So God, right now, I ask that you break the things off in our minds, our logic, those things that keep us from being able to see your goodness because we think it's supposed to be something grand. But God, that you bring the things that we long for, you bring the things that we ask for, but sometimes we just don't see them. So God, I pray that you would just, in the name of Jesus, that you break off, God, you just break off those things in us that keep us from being able to see your goodness in our minds, God, in our hearts, that you would begin that, that deep work of tilling the parts of us that need to be broken up so that we can start to see the growth that you're doing in us, that you want for us. God, I pray that you would just continue to just um, do the things you need to do, God, that we can continue to see the goodness that you have for us, even when it doesn't look like what we think it's supposed to look like, even when our healing doesn't, doesn't do what we think it should, but God, that you would break through those things. God, that it would start to produce hope in us. God, that those small moments would be building blocks for the goodness that you want to bring in this space and in our hearts and in our community, God. Give us eyes to see your work, God. Give us hearts that are tender to your spirit, God. And God, give us just hands that are open to seeing and doing the work that you have for us. Just keep us open, God. Amen. Thanks, Kat. As um, Kat was talking, I was thinking about um, a man who came to Jesus, and uh, he said, Lord, I want to believe. Would you help my unbelief? And I feel like that's like a really solid prayer. Sometimes we struggle with believing God, believing what he can do for us, believing that people can be healed. And so there's this prayer of, you know, God, I, I want to believe, but I'm struggling with that. Would you help my unbelief? Um, I just, I think that's a really good prayer for us. So, Lord, um, in those areas, in those spaces in our life where we struggle with trusting you, where we struggle with our faith, where we struggle with believing in you, um, Lord, we say the simple thing that was said to you once. Lord, help our unbelief. We want to believe. Help our unbelief, God. Amen. Good morning, guys. 
thank you, those of you who uh, braved the freezing fog. <laughs> it was a little bit hairy as I was on. For, uh, I um, got a different car. I traded in my giant gas-guzzling truck for a little car. And uh, I went from, like, I got four less cylinders now. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's not a four-wheel drive either. Um, and so, like, I'm like, oh, so this is what it's like to have trouble in, like, ice and snow. I'm sorry for everyone who I made fun of. <laughs> I repent. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a little bit hairy. But so thank you guys uh, who were able to make it in person. And those of you who felt like you needed to um, not brave that, God bless you guys. You're, you're here with us online, and we, we pray for you, and we're glad you're here with us. Um, can I get everyone to stand? We're going to just greet each other. I'm going to get um, all of my things switched over here with my wireless and the video system and stuff. So go say hi to a couple folks, and I'll get switched around here. Okay. 
All right, if I could have you guys please start making your way back. Deb, are you going to talk? Okay, I'll just, I'll just have you come on up. Yeah, we'll just. If, if people know you're talking, maybe they'll go to their seats. With me, they're like, oh, it's just dusty, whatever. Um, so we've got a couple of announcements this morning. One, uh, doing stuff with the stalls. The information is on our website. You can go back and watch it here. Ryan, did you want to say something special about it? No. Okay, that's all right. Christy? Oh, and there's also flyers. Are they over on the information booth in front? Okay, so also if you're here in person, there's flyers over there. If you're virtual, it's virtually on our website. So I'm going to have my friend Deb talk a little bit about the upcoming event on Sunday, the 6th, 6th of February. Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, just in case you don't recognize me from that picture up there, that helps. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely. <laughs> okay, so um, I think almost every woman here was involved with Chick Clicks last time. And if you weren't, I really want to encourage you to get involved this time. We're like putting everybody in a bag and shaking us up and starting all over again. And what we did was just kind of trust God to put the groups together. I think, I can't remember if we ended up with five groups of four or four groups of four. So the, the groups will be small. And what it is is an opportunity to get to know you better, um, kind of break that ice uh, beyond just saying good morning on Sunday morning. So I really encourage you, if you were involved last time, get involved again and go and see um, what God does this time, who he puts you with. And I'm, you're going to have all the same questions that we had last time. You know, well, I don't know what time I could meet or how this is going to work. And it really did look real messy when we went into it, but it all worked out. And everyone that I've spoken to is really glad that they did it. So I encourage you to show up um, February 6th. It'll be right after church. And um, just see. Awesome. Thank you, Deb. And are you guys going to be up in the tap room, Deb? Up. Are you going to be up in the yeah. tap room? Okay. So for those of you who don't know where the tap room is, it's straight up the stairs, and then you hook a left instead of heading right to Kids Church. You hook a left. There's a big room there, and you guys will be in there. So that should be fun. I've heard good stories from some of you about some of your gatherings. I don't. I won't share any of those stories, but... There were some good stories. I did. I heard some. I had insiders who were attending the events. Um, so we're going to continue on our series talking about the greatness of the gospel, about how God's good news, the good news of Jesus Christ is our, our primary focus. It should be what guides our lives um, every day. Sunday is just a place to come and get encouraged and get filled, hopefully um, have some companionship with other people who are serving Jesus with you. But really, walking with Jesus should be an everyday thing. It shouldn't be a Sunday thing. It shouldn't even be like a Sunday plus a home group thing. It should be a 
you know, Paul talks a little bit about praying without ceasing. And um, I heard a, a pastor once talk about, like, how, like, that's not possible. Like, I have a job to do, or, you know, if you're a mom, you're changing a child, or, you know, I'm driving, and like, you know, like, so how do you, how do you pray without ceasing? And, um, and he said, you know, I think it's more about rather than this, this active conversation of putting yourself in God's presence at all times, like practicing being in the presence of God. So if I'm at work and I'm on my computer and I'm putting some video together for our student of the month at Sela Middle School, like, can I be dialoguing with God? And let's say one of those kiddos pops up and I see his face. And maybe the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says, hey, you know, this, this kiddo's struggling with this thing. Why don't you pray for them? Like, I have an opportunity in that moment, right? Or if I'm dealing with an angry parent on the phone and they're railing at me because their kid went somewhere they weren't supposed to go. And so that's my fault. Uh, it's a whole different conversation I could have. But, like, you know, how do I, in that moment, be Jesus to that parent and allow the fruits of the Spirit, namely self-control, um, you know, be in me? You know, patience, kindness, goodness, all those things that I should have in me as a follower of Jesus when I have someone who's really frustrated at me kind of, you know, coming at me. That's walking with Jesus. That's practicing the presence of God. That's being in communication with Jesus. See, the good news of Jesus, the Father's intervention into, into our world, into humanity, this is what we have as the church to give to the world. This is, this is our gift to be able to present the good news of Jesus Christ, both through our words and our actions to the world. And it's a, it's a beautiful, amazing, and it's a responsibility that I feel like we should take seriously. Like we have an obligation to Jesus for all he did for us to reciprocate in sharing that good news with other people. We have a responsibility to do that. It's, it's both an honor and a duty. The gospel should always be our central message, both here at the Yakima Vineyard Church and us as individuals in our lives, and the church, capital C, all believers who are following Jesus, the gospel should be our central message. And um, the church has done a really good job being off topic, right? And that's where a lot of people who are outside the church get frustrated with the church because we get off topic. Our main focus, our main purpose should always be the forgiveness, grace, good news of Jesus Christ. Like, that's primary, does morality matter? 100% absolutely yes. Does character matter? Without question it does. Is sin real? Yes. That's why Jesus came. The good news 
the good news is that Jesus came to deal with all that mess, to deal with all our mess. And when we start focusing and getting off topic and we wander into areas that really aren't what we are to be about, I feel like that's when we get in trouble. I feel like that's when we lose our witness. I feel like that's when, to a large majority of the world, we become irrelevant because we stop talking about Jesus. And guys, Jesus is enough. The gospel is enough. The good news is enough for us to spend our whole lives pursuing and talking about, and I'm going to push into this a little bit more later, but, but let us not lose the focus that is the gospel. This quote references Aragorn. Um, uh, his broken sword, if I remember right, Correctly, some other nerd can correct me if I'm wrong, but it was Narsil, I think. I'm getting nods. Thank you. Uh, so his broken sword, Narsil. But the quote is this. From the ashes a fire shall be woken. A light from the shadows shall spring. Renewed shall be blade that was broken. And the crownless again shall be king. And I felt like in a prophetic sense this morning, God or today when I was putting this together, that God brought this quote and brought this concept to me in regards to the church. That from the ashes of fire shall be woken, a light from the shadows shall spring. Renewed shall be the blade that was broken, and the crownless again shall be king. If we can get back to the simple gospel, if you will, the main and the plain, what is the purpose of what Jesus called us to? And that's to share the good news of Jesus Christ and his salvation, his saving grace, who he is and all he is, then we can be that light that God called us to. We can be renewed that our brokenness, that, that crown of authority and responsibility and power and purpose that seems to have somehow gotten lost along the wayside, that can once again be restored. And I feel like the reason I started off this year talking about the gospel is because that is who we are to be, the good news of Jesus Christ as to what is what we are to be about, sharing that good news of Jesus. So let us keep our focus and our purpose, Jesus Christ and the gospel and the good news that he brings. The greatest single cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Brennan Manning. When our words don't match our actions, you lose your voice. That's just reality. And at that point, we have to, you know, if you've ever done someone wrong, I've done people wrong, 
I mentioned it earlier with my four-wheel drive, and you, now me, one of those people who don't have one. You know, like I did people wrong. I maligned them in a wrong way. And so we have to ask forgiveness, and then we have to make it right. Okay, apparently they stopped someone right outside of us. Um, Lord bless both the officer and whoever may be getting pulled over. Um, I've been on both. I've I've been on that side <laughs> of it. Um, we have we have to be true to who we say we are. We have to be true to Scripture, and we have to be. Our character should match that of Jesus. And if we're saying, "Hey, I love you," and treating someone like garbage, those things don't they don't square. And people don't hear about Jesus. So let's be true to who we are. The boundless riches of Jesus Christ should always be our central message. That's what the church was quite literally born to preach. It's why we even exist. However, preaching that preaching of the good news can take many forms, right? I want to read Ephesians. I can't remember if I put this on a slide or not. I didn't. On just one second. Okay, Ephesians 3, 7 through 12. Sorry, I usually have this prepped ahead of time, and today I got busy doing stuff. So, Okay, Ephesians 3, 7 through 12 says this. I have been made a messenger of this wonderful news by the gift of grace that works through me. Even though I, says Paul, am the least significant of his holy believers, this grace gift was imparted when the manifestation of his power came upon me. Grace alone empowers me so that I can boldly preach this wonderful message to non-Jewish people sharing with them the unfading, inexhaustible riches of Jesus Christ, which are beyond comprehension. My passion is to enlighten every person to this divine mystery. It was hidden for ages past until now and kept a secret in the heart of God, the creator of all. The purpose of this was to unveil before every throne and every rank of angelic orders in the heavenly realm God's full and diverse wisdom revealed through the church. This perfectly wise plan was destined from eternal ages and fulfilled completely in our Lord Jesus Christ, so that now we have boldness through him and free access as kings before the Father because of our complete confidence in Christ's faithfulness. My dear friends, I pray that you will remain strong and do not be discouraged or ashamed by all that I suffer on your behalf, for it is for your glory. See, Paul tells us here that we, he, starting with he, we have been empowered by the Holy Spirit to tell others about Jesus. If you feel like you're inadequate or like you don't know have the right words or you don't have enough education or you're not well-spoken or, you know, there's some type of lack that you might have, guess what? You don't have to worry about that lack. 
Because it's the Holy Spirit working through you that will bring people to Jesus. And so it's his power. It's the power of God. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. All we have to do is say yes. Jesus, yes. God, yes. I'll do as you ask. That's, God, it's so simple and hard, yes. I get it. I struggle too. We all do. I've been following Jesus pretty much my whole life. I got saved in a little backyard seven-day club when I was like eight years old. I accepted Jesus into my heart. And then God met me powerfully when I was like 13 years old and all that Holy Spirit stuff happened and it was amazing. And I graduated high school and I went to work in the church. And I've been following Jesus my whole life. And I still struggle. So don't feel bad. Like, don't be down on yourself. But one thing I have learned in my life of following Jesus for some 40 plus years I have to be willing to say yes and sometimes that yes is scary sometimes that yes is inconvenient sometimes that yes takes away from things I might want to do And I still say yes because of all God has done for me and because he's empowered me. He's given me the power to do that. The boundless riches that Paul's talking about in Ephesians 3 is his central message. It's a gospel message by which he was transformed. Riches that had such value for Paul that he was willing to suffer and die for them. See, Paul was way more than inconvenienced in his life by the gospel. He was literally put in jail for preaching the good news of Jesus. See, it's Christ's love that fuels our passion and fuels Paul, fueled Paul's passion. It holds us tightly because we're convinced. Like, I'm convinced. I, I know God's love for me. Like, I am convinced that Jesus loves me. It's not some silly little song I sang in preschool or whatever. You know, Jesus loves me for this I know. And yes, the Bible told me so. And like, I feel it. I know it. I believe it. I have faith that Jesus loves me. I know it to my toes. I have felt his forgiving love for me even in the midst of sin even in the midst of me being really stupid, I have felt God's love for me and Jesus' forgiveness for me. So I know it is real. I have experienced the love of God and no one can ever convince me otherwise. Like there is nothing you could do to me that would make me not believe Jesus loves me. There's just not. I know he does. And all of us, he says, are called to die with him. So that those who live should no longer live a self-absorbed life, but lives that are poured out for the one who died for us. We're called 
to follow Jesus. And Jesus went all the way to the cross. And Jesus even said himself, take up your cross. Take up your cross. Which says to me that each one of us must have our own crosses that we're called to carry. And only you know what that might look like. But you're called to carry it. I don't think we could ever list just all of the boundless riches of Jesus. We could never, ever come close to covering all of them. But I thought maybe we would just list a few, just a couple, to kind of remind us of the love of Jesus in our life. So human beings have this disease. It's called sin. And Jesus is our only cure. Jesus is the only one who can forgive our sins. Our hearts can be transformed. That's, that was, that's a rich, a richness, a rich, a rich, a treasure, a treasure. We're going to go with a treasure. That sounds better. A richness sounds weird. I think of like cake being rich, but a treasure. The, our hearts can be transformed from one way of being to another way of being. Our hearts can be transformed being that new creation. Our minds can be renewed and old habits and patterns can be broken through the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's big, you guys. <laughs> like, you mean I don't have to be living my whole life in, in slavery to that addiction? Praise Jesus. I mean, thank you, Lord. We can be filled with the Holy Spirit and given power to live life through all of our circumstances. We can become a people for whom love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control are our primary traits. That's some weird people, man. Like if we were all like that all the time, how crazy might that be? Our eternity is now marked out for an endless, loving relationship with the one who loves us completely. Like, we don't have to work. Like, when I die, I don't have to worry about what's going to happen. I know Jesus loves me, and he's got me. I am his, and he is mine. Like, we have that relationship. And I'll be honest, you guys, I... Um, I, I wrestle with anxiety. I've said this before, I think, on a Sunday morning. I wrestle with anxiety about the concept of eternity. Not where I'm going to be, just going on forever. Like, that screws with my head in huge ways. Like, I get anxious. I, like, feel nervous. Uh, my heart rate increases. I'm starting to sweat. Like, I just, I feel it. Like, I get anxious about that. Like I said, not where I'm going to end up. I know Jesus has me. It's the eternity thing. And so one thing that I can rely on, though, when I start feeling that anxiousness, when I start feeling that anxiety, is that I know I'm going to be with someone who loves me so much that they died for me and that they care for me. And, and like, Jesus gave up everything for me, and that's who I'll be with. And so 
I can be safe. I can have some security in that. When that anxiety flares up, I can have some security in knowing that I'm going to be with Jesus. And he'll, he'll help me. Like, he'll be with me. It's, it's not going to be alone for eternity, right? And, you know, Scripture tells us that there's a cloud of witnesses who have gone before us. Like, uh, y'all better be hanging out with me. Like, we're going to have some big-time feasts as far as I'm concerned. I, you know, Scripture tells us that in heaven there's everything that we love, and I love me some barbecue. So I am just believing there's going to be the best, most heavenly brisket. (laughs) And we're going to sit down and tuck in and have some cornbread and have some, you know, some good biscuits. And yeah, it's going to be like we're going to have feast. Jesus is going to be there. And I can finally ask C.S. Lewis all my questions I have. Yeah, Jesus first, but then C.S. Lewis. But like, you know, I just, it says that we'll be in a place of perfect joy and peace. And thing, you know, what we love will be there. And so that helps me when I start stressing out about the whole eternity thing. Uh, our relationships, another gift from God is that our relationships can be restored by the power of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes our human relationships are so broken and so messed up and so much harm has been done that there is no human way that those relationships can be restored like it's they're just too broken but here's the amazing part of being a follower of Jesus and having the Holy Spirit being active in our lives is that he can come in and he can help heal those relationships he can help restore those relationships and he can make us whole it takes us trusting him and really listening to how he's guiding us and directing us. Now, just because he's restored a relationship doesn't mean that it's a good relationship for us, right? Sometimes relationships with some people are just, are bad, right? It's just not, it's not healthy. But the, um, the unforgiveness and the hatred and the, the brokenness that affects us and our relationship with Jesus, that part needs to be healed and restored and the Holy Spirit can, can do that if we allow him to. Like I said, it's not that everything is suddenly made perfect and it's like it never happened, you know, and everything's rosy again. I'm not saying that. So don't hear me saying that. But the harm that you have been caused, I want you to know that there is hope and that can be healed. So that you can be made a new creation in Christ Jesus. We can be healed of sickness and delivered from demonic oppression. I've seen both of these things happen while I'm there praying for somebody. I have seen people healed and I have seen people released from demonic oppression. And both things are amazing and both things affect people profoundly for the rest of their lives. We couldn't have that without Jesus. We can know what it's like to be free and loved and accepted on the inside without needing the world around us to fill those needs that we have with addiction and with material things. Like no amount of stuff will make you happy. I'm sorry to tell you that. No amount of stuff, no amount of drugs or alcohol 
or things that you want to fill yourself with will make you happy. It just doesn't work because it's the wrong shaped spot. You're trying to fill a hole in your heart that can only be taken care of by Jesus with a nice car or drugs or whatever. It just doesn't work, you guys. That's not what you need. You need Jesus. We all need Jesus, and he is the only one that can satisfy that need that we have inside of us. Other people will not be able to satisfy that need for you. I remember as a young man dating before I met my lovely wife and having lots of different relationships and like thinking that that was that's all I needed. Like I just needed that great relationship that if I had an awesome girlfriend, everything would be okay. No. (laughs) It didn't work. (laughs) Like, hashtag fail. I mean, it just was bad. And I made so many mistakes, and I, I damaged people and myself both along the way, and it wasn't pretty because I had this need that I needed to fill And I thought I could fill it with other people. And it didn't work. And it doesn't work. It won't work for you, and it didn't work for me. Because Jesus is who needs to fill that spot. If Jesus and I are solid, that other stuff can work itself out. not saying God's going to send you the perfect person because you're a follower of Jesus. Because that's not true. I would be telling you a lie. And I'm not going to do that. However, when that perfect person doesn't show up, it doesn't matter as much because you've got Jesus, and he can sustain you. We can be a transformed people who help transform the world, and we can be a people who always carry a message of good news anywhere and everywhere, our faith lived out as a daily lifestyle. The gospel is Jesus. Jesus is the gospel and all that comes with him. The mystery of the gospel, the good news of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is that Christ can now live in you by the Holy Spirit. Paul was transformed. He was radically transformed by the gospel. And then after he was transformed, he was compelled. Like he couldn't help but tell other people about the miracle of Jesus meeting him, of how radically Jesus met him. And he had to share, and he wrote, and he lived the gospel. And then he drew others with him. He didn't do it alone. He drew others with him to tell the world about the good news of Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit empowered him to do that. And all of the same things Paul did, you can do as well. That same ministry that the Apostle Paul had, that same power of the Holy Spirit lives in you if you've accepted Jesus Christ. And you can do the same stuff. If you've ever read the Bible and you're like, how? Like, that's insane. Jesus fed 5,000 people. Like, how does that happen? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that same Holy Spirit lives in you. Because Jesus had the Holy Spirit moving through him and in him when that happened. Moses standing at the Red Sea. 
and the sea parted through the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe in miracles. I'm somebody who believes in miracles. Call me crazy. I'm one of those weird religious people. I believe in miracles. I believe, like Kat mentioned earlier, in those everyday miracles. And I believe in the big miracles where God radically changes communities and affects the natural world. I believe in that God. Does it happen every day? No. Can it happen any day? Yes, it can happen any day. Any day God could break in and radically change our world. I believe that. Um, I'm I'm brought to mind a a quote by C.S. Lewis from Mere Christianity. He says that that miracles such as the feeding of the 5,000 and the parting of the Red Sea are big letter, written in big letters, God's power. But if you would stop and make yourself aware and look, you would see miracles written in small letters every day throughout all your life. If you're aware, if you're looking for where God is intersecting in your life, you will see miracles every day of how God is reaching into your life. What would happen here in Yakima? if we were all radically transformed in the same way that Paul was? What would happen if we were all transformed in the same way that Paul was? I can guarantee one thing. Everything and everyone you care about would get better and better and better. Our world would get better if we allowed ourselves to be changed in the way Paul was changed. See, this is the message that transforms everything it touches. It's the central message that we've been given, this gospel of Jesus Christ. And that we as Jesus followers are called to share. We're called to preach it. We're called to serve in the spirit of Jesus. We're called to offer to help other people in the spirit of Jesus Christ. Our lives are supposed to reflect the message and the good news of Jesus Christ. No matter what our circumstances look like. Because sometimes we're in a really bad place, and sometimes we're in a really dark place. And sometimes we ourselves are struggling super hard. That doesn't mean that you can't reflect Jesus. There were, Paul was literally writing these guys while he was in a Roman prison chained to a wall. Saying, God has made you a king and empowered you to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. And oh yeah, I'm chained up in a Roman prison. But don't feel bad about that. Right? Your circumstances don't dictate God's goodness or how the Holy Spirit has empowered you and the gifts that he has given you. Your circumstances don't mean God doesn't love you. If you're struggling with something or if you're in a bad place or you've been injured or... I mean, I remember plenty of times from... Various different injuries I've had in my life because I'm really good at hurting myself, as my wife will attest to, of laying there in a hospital bed, having to have some young man change me because I can't move myself, and like the humility that that brought me, and still knowing that God is good. And then, literally, like probably not 15 minutes later, after I was belly aching to God, I was at um, Swedish Hospital in Seattle, like a priest came into my room random. Apparently he worked for the hospital and he volunteered there. And he came in randomly and was like, hey, do you have anything I can pray for you about? And I was like, well, yeah. 
And like probably one of the funniest prayers I've ever had, like maybe I had a back surgery and so like I had pieces of my back replaced. I'm bionic. Means, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stop there. Uh, but like he prayed for me and he's like, what, what hurts the worst? And I was like, well, this may be TMI I'm going with it anyway. My wife's not here this morning. She's homesick, so she can't stop me. Um, but like, I had back surgery, and they did it from the front, and so they moved all of my organs aside. And so um, my organs all shut down because they don't like being moved around. They're not made that way. Um, and so uh, like, my bowels stopped working completely. That pain, gut pain, was way worse than any back pain I ever had. Like, I had five years of back pain that they were fixing. And, like, my gut pain was way worse than that back pain. Like, way worse. And so this priest came in, and, and he, like, anointed me with oil, and he laid his hand on my stomach. And he's prayed this amazingly beautiful prayer for my bowels to start to move. <laughs> And I blessed him. I thanked him. I prayed for him. That God keep using him, you know, as he's going around and praying for other people in the hospital. But, like, I, my heart, God showed up to me in that moment. And my heart was so touched that this man came in that I don't know. I don't know where he came from. Maybe he was an angel. I don't know. Uh, probably not. And prayed for me. And so even, like, I'm literally in the midst of complaining to God. And this old priest shows up. And God does that stuff, you guys. And that's, that's as much of a miracle to me as any Red Sea parting. And we can be that priest. Each and every one of us can be that guy who listens to the Holy Spirit, who has Jesus working in them and through them, and shows up where you're needed. And so my encouragement to you is to say yes. Say yes say yes. See, this is that taste of the new creation to where we're headed. That good news, the gospel of our Lord Jesus runs like a mighty river, it says in Revelations, carrying many towards that day when all things will ultimately be made new, as it talks about in Revelations 21. See, it's going to be a day when every tear will be wiped away. Every tear will be wiped away. When God's light and love will shine on everyone's face and the river of life will satisfy our every thirst and our every need and our every pain and our every sorrow. When we'll see his face, we'll be face to face with God, it says. And we're going to live with him for eternity. That's where we're headed towards. That's our destination. And so that's the good news that we need to not lose sight of. That's the good news that we have to live out and embody. That's the good news that we're called to. And guys, we have to stay focused on the good news of Jesus. We have to keep that as our central message. That has to be our purpose and our goal and our mindset and infuse every part of our everyday as we serve Jesus. Um, I felt like we were supposed to pray specifically for something this morning. And so can I get a few of my friends um, over, over here that you'd be willing to pray for some folks? Um, you guys can just go ahead and get over there. Um, specifically, here's what I felt like we were supposed to pray for this morning. 
There are some of you, I felt like this morning, kind of as, as I was praying, that you want to share Jesus with people. You want to live this out. You, you really do have a heart's desire to serve God with every part of your being. But you keep feeling like you're getting tripped up or you're getting held back or the enemy's messing with you or, you know, there's just like you're not qualified or like there's just all this junk you have in your head that like the enemy's jerking you around with. And I feel like this morning that we're supposed to pray for you. Um, if one of my friends over here will pray for you. Um, I'm going to finish here in just a moment. I'll just go put some music back on back here. But um, if you, if what I've said this morning has hit you, if something has tugged at you, if, if the presentation of Scripture this morning has stirred up something in you, and you're like, Jesus, I want to live that way. I want to be that person. I want to be like Paul. I want to serve you no matter the cost. I want to, I want to give my life to you, and, and I want to seek you. I, want, I don't want to hold things back from you, Jesus. If you felt that stirring in you, if you felt that tugging by the Holy Spirit in you, um, when I go away, I would love for you to just go over here, ask one of my friends to pray for you, get some prayer, let them join with you, and I truly believe that the Holy Spirit is going to meet you where you're at. So I'm going to say a quick prayer, and we're going to end. Don't leave. If the Holy Spirit's been stirring something in you, I don't want you to leave today without getting prayer, okay? So Lord, come. Holy Spirit, would you continue to empower us? Jesus, we want to be about you. We want to be about serving you. Lord, we want to be just like you and proclaiming God's kingdom come now here today, breaking into our world and changing it forever. And Lord, there is not one of us here in this room that can't serve you. And there's not one of us here in this room who aren't empowered by the Holy Spirit to preach your good news, to share Jesus with others, and to live our lives as followers of you. Lord, there's not one of us here who are unqualified to carry your gospel. If we have said yes to Jesus, we are qualified to then tell others. So Lord, would you stir us? Would you encourage us? Would you give us the strength and courage to follow you, Jesus? Amen. Amen. All right, if, uh, like I said, if God was stirring something you in, this, in you this morning, or if you need prayers for anything else, if, you know, um, we talked about God healing this morning. We talked about God meeting our needs this morning. Any of those things you need prayer for, please go over, see my friends, let them pray for you. God bless you guys, and we will uh, we'll be back next week.